In this podcast, I'm going to talk about the uh, work of the Messiah, and I've talked about this before in other podcasts, but I'm doing this on YouTube now and other places, and the work of the Messiah is actually something that's really, really straightforward, and I'm going to go through the whole process, the way God wants it to be done, and the reason I'm going to go through it this way is because I do disagree with God, the way he wants it to be done, however, he is going to force me to do this, it looks like, and so um, what's going to happen is pretty straightforward. He says that it is scheduled in um, two years and one month from now, uh, plus a little bit more days, that uh, the end times will begin. And that all begins with him coming to the earth, talking to me, bringing me to Israel, which is his place where his chosen people will be. And then uh, the Antichrist will come, Jesus Christ will come, and everyone will squabble with each other for 70 fucking years. And so God's pretty excited about this. This is a big event in uh, history, and everyone's been waiting for it. And so the reason why no one wants to hear about the work of the Messiah is because um, the work of the Messiah is this work. Thousands of years ago, God started saying to men and women in heaven um, a bunch of things about what is happening in the earth and what's going to happen. And then he asked men to go to the earth and say what's wrong in the earth and what's right and a few things like that. And every man that ever died and went to heaven said no. The angel said no. Every man said no. And for some reason, God didn't ask women. And I found out a lot about this. And I'll talk about it more in other podcasts and other videos. But long story short, there are some things wrong in the earth and they can be fixed. Now, a couple examples would be poverty. There's global hunger. Children are more hungry than adults. For some reason, when people are hungry, they feed themselves and not their children. There's a lot of poverty and hunger. Those are things that are wrong. Uh, there's a lot of pollution. It, there's poison in the air. It kills us. And there's a bunch of other things that are wrong in the earth. Part of that is religion. There's a few things in religion that are wrong. There's a few things that are wrong with science and technology. There's a few things wrong with school. A few things wrong with government. The problem with the earth is this. If God comes to the earth and only destroys things where there's one thing wrong, he's going to destroy everything. And that's why he sent me. He sent me to warn you so we can get rid of the things that don't belong in the earth. And then when those things are gone... God won't destroy everything in the earth. I'll give you a couple examples. If you have a wooden house, and we're going to go with just wood, with a wooden roof, a wooden door, and in your house there's a wooden bed, a wooden table, and wooden chairs. Everything's wood. There's nothing wrong with your house. There's nothing wrong inside your house. But if you go inside your house and fill it with dildos, or if you fill your house with a bunch of uh, uh, Oprah magazines and then teach your children that they should abort their babies, now there's something wrong in your house and God might burn your house to the ground on the day of the Lord. If we go to your neighbor and let's say they have a, a similar house, it's completely made of wood. There's nothing wrong in their house, just like yours. But if they bring in their house, someone else's wife, and the man that lives there starts fucking that neighbor's wife, now there's adultery in that house. God might hurt that man and burn that house down on the day of the Lord. Then if we go to the next neighbor down the road, again, it's just a wooden house with wooden furniture. Everything in it is fine. 
if you bring something into that house that doesn't belong there, such as um, a murder weapon that you just used to murder someone, now God might burn down your house and he might hurt you on the day of the Lord. The problem is every house in the world has something in it that shouldn't be there and God's ready to kill everyone in the earth and destroy everything. And so the work of the Messiah, the first part, is to tell you the whole world is wrong about one or two things, and then to tell you things that are right, things that are right in the world, things that are good in the world. That's part one. The next part is to give you a warning about judgment. Now, this isn't a threat at all. One thing God does that I disagree with is God threatens everyone with hell endlessly, and I'm tired of it. People go see God and like, hey, God, I... I didn't know you were real. I lived 80 years and I never saw you. I prayed every day and you never answered my fucking prayers. And God's like, you're going to burn in hell. I'm like, God, stop threatening everyone. This person was happy to see you. God's like, yeah, but this is a person that sinned. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They're happy to see you. Say hi. Ease into the conversation a little bit. Be a normal person for fucking once. For some reason, God just keeps threatening everyone with hell. And so I don't agree with God about that, but... Judgment doesn't have to be hell. Judgment, God wants to judge everyone. Personally, I want to persuade him to just skip it. And so that's where me and God disagree. That's one of our disagreements. But he wants me to come into the earth and tell you what's right in the world, what's wrong. He wants to tell you what judgment is and how to prepare for it. And that's really easy. If you go to judgment and you're an atheist that, that told everyone you know that God isn't, you said God's not real, you committed adultery, and yet had a second marriage, um, you lied one time, and you get to heaven, God's going to tell you, you know, you've sinned and you're going to burn in hell. Here's what you say to God. God, I don't want to burn in hell. I'd rather go do something else. Can I just go live a normal life and try again to not commit adultery, not lie, not steal, or whatever the things are he's mentioning? He's probably going to say, yes, go ahead. You say, God, you know, I'm really interested in hearing a few things. First of all, I said you weren't real because you never answered my fucking prayers and I never saw you. And if you're God, can't you do everything? God, I mean, if, if I was there, I would say, I would look at him and when you're not talking, I would say, God, this person's making sense and God, you're wrong. This person isn't. You didn't answer their prayers. You didn't speak to them. You didn't come to the earth and they thought you weren't real. And then they were angry with you because they had a couple of hard times in their life and they turned to you with prayer or something else and you were never there. And they figured out that they can succeed when they work hard and use their knowledge, but they fail every time they trust you. And then they live their whole life and they died. And now you're threatening them with hell. This is how I talk to God now. And I'm very angry at him because he just threatens everyone everywhere endlessly. And so the work of the Messiah is to prepare you for judgment. If God judges you and tells you you've done everything wrong, here's what you do. You say, God, I'd like to live rather than burn in hell. I'd like, to, I'd like you to raise me from the dead someplace better than the earth. And I'd like to have a normal life. I'd like to have a marriage. I'd like to have kids. I'd like to go on a boat. I'd like to have a, a job. I'd like to do science or I'd like to do carpentry or I'd like to do, you know, have a hard life or an easy life. Tell him what you want and ask him if he can, if it's possible and then tell him you want to do that rather than burn. He's probably just going to say, okay, fine. He doesn't mention hell that much, much unless you're the kind of person that argues. So if you go to judgment with God and you argue the whole time, he's probably going to threaten you the whole time with hell. But if you go and you meet him and you're like, hey God, um, can I just go do something else rather than stand here? It's kind of awkward. God might say, sure, where do you want to go? I mean, he might just take you anywhere. God, can I go see other worlds? Sure, which one? I don't know. What's the cool one? 
Let's go see a cool place where there's cool mountain views or there's cool oceans or where, where it's paradise and everything's perfect. Uh, God, is there a world where there are spaceships? God, is there a world I can go to where I can have a vacation house? God, is there a world I can go to where I can be rich? God, is there a world I can go to where I'll be happy? Ask him. He'll probably say yes and then take you there and raise you from the dead immediately. In fact, if you see him before you die, ask him then and maybe he'll just say yes. He's easy to deal with in judgment. So now I've answered that. Work of the Messiah is first to tell you the whole world's wrong about some things, right about other things. Secondly, I'm supposed to tell you what's right and what's good. I'm supposed to tell you that uh, God has wrath, his children have sinned, and on the day of the Lord, he'll pour out his wrath. And then judgment's coming. Okay, that's the work of the Messiah entirely in every way, just about. Now, the rest of it is stuff that people want the Messiah to do that doesn't need to be done. It really doesn't at all. They want the Messiah to create world peace. That can be done. That's, that's not impossible. But the reason it doesn't need to be done is because people in the earth like the way it is. See, if you're the kind of person that likes the way it is, here's what you can do when you finally get to go to other worlds. You go find God or Messiah the Prince, and then you say, I'd like to see other better places. If you like the way the world is, go to God and say, God, when God's in the earth and he will be here, he's scheduled to be here starting in just more than two years, go and talk to him and say, hey God, I'm interested in seeing other worlds. Are there other worlds that are better than the earth? And then God is going to say, yes, there's a lot of worlds that are far better. And God can take you there instantly. You don't even have to get on a spaceship. Messiah the Prince can take you there instantly or give you a spaceship and you can just go on a spaceship there and then you can see exactly what it looks like on other worlds who lives there what kind of houses they have what kind of food technology spaceships everything and then you can decide if you want to go back to the earth you're probably going to decide that the earth is a dumpster fire compared to those other worlds they're perfect so Peace in the earth can happen, but the problem is this. You guys don't want someone else to do it, and you like the way the world is, and so getting it changed is kind of a bitch. It's hard. So the way the world can change is a few different things. We go through world hunger, make sure everyone has food. World poverty, we make sure everyone has money. World housing, we make sure everyone has a high quality house. Everyone gets the best. See, in the world, when you guys try to create world peace, what you guys do is you say, well, I'll give someone the whole lot and then we'll give the poor people a penny and see if that helps them. Everyone gets the best in the world. If you give them money, that's one thing, but you can also make sure they have high quality houses and abundance of high quality food. And that's easy to fix. I'll give you an example. Most of the world is open land available for farming, but no one's growing food there because the government says it's illegal to grow food on public land so the government can change that law they can go put corn seeds in the dirt and then the people can have food by the end of the summer and now you fix world hunger because there's corn growing it doesn't have to be wheat and bread like the christians never shut the fuck up about so world hunger is easy to fix you put seeds in the dirt World housing is easy to fix. People get a high quality house. The first thing you do is you plant trees, you wait 50 years, and now there's enough wood, you can cut some trees down and make high quality houses. The reason there's no high quality houses right now is because there's not enough trees to produce enough wood. And that's why in the United States, they make all the houses out of drywall and sheetrock and fiberglass. 
because there's not enough trees to build wooden houses. A wooden house might last 450 years on average if it's built the way they used to be built about 3,000 years ago. Okay, next, we got world hunger. That's easy. If there's world poverty, that's because no one's paying them to work. So the way you fix that is you just give all the business owners a bunch of money. You print out a bunch of money. Now, that, that's unfair. So what you do is you get all the printing presses in the, for, the poor country and you get them to print enough money that everyone's getting paid a standard pay. Let's say $75,000 a year, year round. And they all have $75,000 in their bank account or in their vault in their house or something. And now every country has an equal advantage with the economy. And so trade doesn't matter anymore. Everyone can go to work, they can buy food. And also companies can afford to pay employees. That's expensive. If you have 100 employees getting paid $75,000 per year, 75G times 100, is uh, millions of dollars every year. That's a lot of fucking money to a company. That's seven and a half million dollars in payroll every year. So that company needs a lot of money in their, in their vault, in their bank account to pay those employees. So now the companies need to be profitable. In order for the world to have a good economy, companies, need, businesses need to learn to be profitable. That's how you pay employees. Christians teach you if you have a profitable business, it's a sin, but that's not true. If you have a profitable business, you can pay people a fair pay. <coughs> so the work of the Messiah is basically making sure that you know in the world which things are lies, which things are true, regarding religion, money, business, regarding... Uh, science, math, schooling, and uh, marriage and everything. And then preparing you for judgment. So when God judges you, it goes well for you rather than bad. But there's a lot more to it. A lot of people expect the, the work of the Messiah to be promoting religion. But the truth is this. If you died today and went to God and asked him, God, am I going to burn? He might just say no. And then you can say, God, why does Jesus threaten everyone with hell? And why hasn't he been to the earth for 2000 years? Here's what's going to happen. God's not going to answer because it's Jesus that's supposed to come back and tell you the truth about why he lied to everyone 2000 years ago and created a dumb, false religion. And so in the end times, Jesus is supposed to be back. He's supposed to be Messiah, the Prince, but he completely fucking refuses. And so the work of me that God burdened me with, I'm going to be called Messiah, the Prince is to be a substitute for Jesus. You Christians want him to be a substitute for you when you sin and you don't want to burn. Then Jesus wants me to be a substitute for Jesus. And God does too, because no one will come to the earth and just answer your basic questions. And so I'm the person that doesn't want to do it. Uh, you guys said in the earth for a long time, the best person for president is someone that doesn't want to do it. The best person for government is someone that doesn't want to do it. Messiah the Prince doesn't want to do it. It's a dumb job with no pay and no benefits and it should never need to happen. It's because Jesus lied to everyone thousands of years ago when Jesus claimed to be the great God. He didn't explain it. And so what's going to happen is when 
in two years and one month, that's when the when God's scheduled to come back to the earth. Jesus is going to be here and all the other dumb bullshit that God has planned. Jesus is supposed to tell you the truth. I'm supposed to do all the everything Jesus doesn't do. I'm like his mother. I'm supposed to go clean up his messes and go around with him and make sure that he knows what to do and give him a schedule and make his life easy because Jesus is an incompetent loser that never, never does the whole thing. He never finishes his job. He just goes and throws himself on a cross somewhere. I saw him die on the cross and that's why I say that. Before he died on the cross, I looked him square in the fucking eyes when he was in Israel and I said, put down the cross and go finish the job, Jesus. You're not done. And Jesus decided to die on the cross instead of telling you guys the truth about the um, about God and the gospel and shit. So now Jesus, he dies. God explains to him, Jesus, you didn't finish the work. Dale told you to. And now there's going to be problems. You created a false religion with false beliefs. You're supposed to go back today and tell him the truth. And Jesus says, no. And God said, I'm going to raise you from the dead today. And Jesus is like, God, please do it in three and a half days because that's what I told him. And God says, fine, I'll do it in three and a half days, but you're going to stay there and you're going to tell him the truth. Now, a lot of you, you're like, Jesus ascended into heaven. When you see God, you can ask him and God's going to tell you exactly what the fuck happened. This is the truth. Jesus was raised from the dead. He sinned so fucking badly because he lied to an angel that God struck Jesus dead right there. And so Jesus never came back. And when you see God, you can look God in the eyes and ask him. Jesus said, no man has seen God at any time. But when you die, that's the first motherfucker you see. You see God on the throne looking right at you, holding a book with your name on it. And then you're like, God, Jesus said, no one's ever seen you. What's that bullshit about? If you are gangster as fuck and just ask God clear questions, God will answer everything. If you're a Christian that tiptoes around pussyfooting, God's not going to say anything. So in the end times, the Messiah, the Prince is supposed to reveal mysteries and shit. But the reality is Jesus lied. Muhammad was wrong. Buddha doesn't want a religion named Buddhism. He's very offended by that. He was just a random dude that meditated for a while because he realized if he lives like a prince, one day he's going to, he might find he's not satisfied. But if he gets... If he thinks about what's important and does good to other people, that's called a noble purpose, then his life might be better. And suddenly he was spiritually enlightened and he went around talking about it. And now there's a religion. Buddha is better than Jesus because Buddha doesn't want a religion called Buddhism. He doesn't want there to be any religion. So then there's Hinduism. And I'm supposed to, God told me I'm supposed to tell you guys the truth about everything you ever want to know. I want you guys to understand how heavy of a burden this is. No one should ever have to tell everyone everywhere the truth about everything from the beginning of time and about the, to the end of eternity. That's way too much. No single person can do it. And God requires that I come to the earth and do it. And the reason is you're all expecting it. And God doesn't want to disappoint you. You want a regular man to come to the earth and tell you everything. If I had my way, I would just come straight to the earth the way I want and do what I want. And I would just give you guys a bunch of free shit and it would all be over. You guys want a better life? Here's money and spaceships and flying cars, hologram computers or whatever you want. And I'd fucking leave. But God on the throne wants someone to come here and be a talk a bunch servant, just like all the other idiots that came here. And I don't want to do it. So that's why I'm doing these podcasts because right now you guys think I'm a crazy sounding idiot. But in two years, one month, when God comes back, I'm going to spend 
you're going to know that God's real. God's going to talk about me. I'm the one doing the podcast. And this whole thing's going to be so fucking weird. You're not going to believe it. And then it's all going to make sense. So that in a nutshell is the work of the Messiah. Now, normally when I do a podcast, I say, this is the end of the podcast. So I'm going to say right now, this is the end of the podcast, but I throw in a couple extra things at the end for people that like extra details. So here's a couple extra details. I am 6,139 years old and I've known Jesus Christ since before he died on the cross. And not like you Christians talk about. I've known him as a dude that just goes around and has, he's normal. He needs to get his hair cut. Uh, he cleans his fingernails. Um, he changes his clothes every day. I've known him that way, like a regular dude that I talk to face to face all the time. And so Jesus and I used to hang out before he died on the cross. And back then I thought he was cool. And I was wrong. So I was like, Jesus, you know, in the world, they believe that if they don't succeed in one day, that it's a sign of failure. But that's not true because some things take two days. For instance, if you want to build a house, it might take you a year. But we could do it a little faster if we really plan it out. And so I was talking about this and I was like, you know, it's not a sign of failure if we don't get it done in a day. There's a lot of things that take a couple days or longer. And so I said, I'm not going to be like the world and give up when things are hard. And so Jesus comes to the earth and he's like, be not like the world. And people are like, what? And Jesus says, be ye not like the world. Most of that weird shit Jesus said in the Bible is because he did not understand me when I talked to him. I said, you know, in the world, they believe a couple different things and that's okay. But, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep trying. And Jesus is like, be ye not in the world or you're burning in hell. Jesus fucked it up so badly. You won't believe it. And the reason he said it is because when I talk, I always sound smart. And when he came here and he didn't know what to say, he just started to repeat things that he heard, but he just said it incorrectly because he didn't want to say it like me because later he might be accused of plagiarism or something. They might say, oh, Jesus, you only say what other people say. He wanted to have his own ideas. So part of my work is to make sure that Jesus tells the whole world that's what he did. So you all know that Jesus is a regular person that made a bunch of fuck-ups and he didn't explain it correctly. Interesting factoid number two about the work of the Messiah. The work of the Messiah includes miracles. God can make worlds. He can raise the dead. He can heal the sick. And so in two years, one month, God is scheduled to come back to the earth and then he's supposed to start doing miracles that you guys all want to see. They're the ones written in the Bible. He's going to move a couple mountains one day. 
years later, he's going to do some other miracles. You know, he's going to make it so there's no salt in this a sea called the Dead Sea. Um, he's going to make water that flows out of nowhere. Not a, it doesn't come out of the ground like a spring. It just flows out of nowhere. He's going to um, make fire come down out of heaven just to do a demonstration. He's not going to kill anyone with it. Because people want to see what it looks like. A lot of Christians are really curious. So if you're an atheist and you're not curious, when you see it, it'll be cool. And so what God wants me to do as the Messiah, the Prince, is he wants me to be there and to provide commentary like on Bruce Buffer. On this mountain, weighing in at a million pounds, it's the Almighty God. With a signature move, fire from heaven. I mean, God wants me to just fucking announce all day, and I'm not going to do it. And the reasons are pretty complicated, and I, I might tell you right now. But the first thing I want to say is, you shouldn't have to wait for those miracles any longer. God could do them today. Secondly, if you need a mountain moved, I mean, why doesn't God do it today? But there's other things that are more practical. Why doesn't God get rid of all the pollution in the earth by turning it into dirt or something? Why doesn't he get rid of the smog in the air? Those are practical things. If you're born with a disease, why doesn't he heal you? You prayed to him. See, if God comes here and does a bunch of dumb fucking mountain moving demonstrations, but you were born with one of your legs shorter than the other, you've lived your whole life with back pain even when you were a kid. God should heal your leg so you don't have back pain anymore. That's a reasonable miracle to do. Another miracle would be if you're born blind or deaf. Now, Jesus said he was going to do all those miracles. So I got a big surprise for everyone who's going to hear this, this video or this podcast. Jesus no longer has the power to do miracles. He arrogantly said to God that he would figure it out on his own. So I took away Jesus' power to do miracles several days ago. And so for every one of you that's praying to Jesus today, he is not capable of healing you or raising the dead. He can't do any miracles today. And he said he's okay with this because he's going to figure it out on his own. So when God comes, he wants to do demonstration miracles. Uh, he wants to do the things I said and more. But he refuses to heal the sick, to heal the people that have injuries or scars. If you lost 150 pounds and you have loose skin now, God doesn't want to heal that. But I do. And so here's the big shocker, the big secret. My name is Dale. I'm going to be Messiah the Prince. And I have more power than any man's ever had from the beginning of time. I have the power to create universes, to raise the dead, to heal the sick and to remove the pollution in the earth, to give you gold in your pockets and in your house. I could build you a house instantly made out of any material ever made, even materials that have never been made. And God stops me every day because he wants to do demonstration miracles. Now, the reason why that is, is a long story. So here's what I'll say about it in this podcast. God has a deal with the devil and Jesus. Then in the end times, they look like they have a lot of power and God is going to try to do a bunch of other stuff on a script. He's going to move some mountains and shit. 
And so that means God does not plan to answer your prayers. And so this means that when God comes to the earth and I film it on my smartphone, just so you can see it on YouTube, I'm gonna look God right in the eyes and call him a hypocrite. Because when the end times come, God wants you to choose him as the one true God, but he's not gonna heal your injuries and God can do that. He's not gonna heal your disease. He's not gonna heal your loose skin. He's not gonna heal the blind or the deaf the maimed. He's not going to make your leg grow to the correct length. He's not going to fix your spine problems when you got in a car wreck. God's just going to fuck around and move mountains around and act grandiose. And that's not what the miracles are for. If God wants to throw mountains around and throw a, a tantrum because you guys have sinned, then God can also, before that, he can heal everyone in the earth. Now, the truth is, I have the power to do that, but God has more power. And so regularly, I try to do this anyway. I try to heal your diseases. I try to remove all the pollution from the air and then the ground. I try to remove the garbage from the water. The water's poisonous in the earth. You all know that. And God stops me every day because he says, it's not time yet. So I look him right in the eyes every day and I call him a hypocrite because it's always a good time to do good things. And healing someone is good. So God says in 7,000 years, then it's time to heal the sick and to heal the blind and the deaf and to heal your injuries. And so when God's in the earth, he wants me to be Messiah the Prince. He wants me to be an obedient servant, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna look that hypocrite right in the eyes. I'm gonna film it on my smartphone. I'm gonna put it on YouTube and I'm gonna say, God, you are a hypocrite that wants praise that you don't deserve. You should never have stopped me from doing good. Now it's your responsibility to do it first. And he's probably not going to do it. There's a lot more. I'm going to talk about something else now. Here's my last thing. The devil wants to buy all the land. And I know that sounds far-fetched, but when he gets here, he's going to try to do it. He's going to try to buy everyone's land. Not your house, but your land. And so when when he comes here and tries to do it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a, a, a worldwide contract um, thing that has to happen before anyone can buy land in the earth. And so I'm going to, if I have to talk to everyone in the earth as Messiah, the Prince, I'm going to tell you the contract now before anyone buys land, especially the devil, they have to declare everything they've ever owned, what they own now and what they plan to own in a public place where everyone can access it. They need to be available for questions. And here's the reason. If you're poor, but you own land, no one should be able to steal your fucking land by pulling the rug out from under your feet, stealing without your permission or using weird bank loan bullshit to try to take it through some sort of long daisy chain scam or thing, some other thing to take your land. And so it'll slow down property buying and selling 
But for landowners, that's not a big problem. Most people that own land want to keep it. And, and then I want to make it so they own the land. Their loans are paid off. I want to give all the banks money so that everyone owns the land. So that's one thing I want to do. Everyone's loans will be paid off. The next thing I want to do is make it so it's kind of a bitch to buy land. That means the devil won't be able to buy anything in the earth and that'll bring most of his plans to a stop in the earth. A lot of his plans will come to a complete stop. And then what will be left is he'll try to get armies and shit. And so I'll deal with that. And so the, the reason this is a problem for the devil is he does not want to disclose everything he owns publicly. I'm going to write in a bunch of other bureaucracy. The devil wants people to have to go through bureaucracy. So I'm going to burden that motherfucker with bureaucracy. He's going to have to publicly disclose all of his things he owns. He'll have to um, do it in a public place available for 10 days. And if he lies even one time, then he has to wait a thousand years before he tries to buy anything in the earth again, according to an agreement that everyone on the earth agrees to. See, the devil believes that if you guys come into common agreement in the earth, then now that means you worship the devil. So I'm going to make it real clear that people on the earth can have agreements and it doesn't mean working the devil. And so I'm not going to do that until you guys see his ugly face. So point number three, extra detail I'm throwing in, is I'm going to make it real hard for the devil to accomplish any of his end time goals. In the next video, I'm going to talk about the armies of the Antichrist. The next podcast.